what the hell should we watch this weekend? Hey, what's up there, Interior Man? Hey, first time I've seen you in 2023. Oh, man, here we go, hey? This is the dad jokes. (laughs) I haven't seen you since last year. Yeah, holy crap. It's been a year. Yeah, I love the uh, the New Year's ones, though. Let's be honest. The see you next year on New Year's Eve ones. Definitely got pulled more than a few times. Yeah, I mean, you gotta lose, you're going to lose your dad card there, old man. Absolutely. Don't do that. No. Hey, how are things? You good? How are uh, How's life in the uh, stabbing house? How's life in Penticton these days? Um, Better. Um, Because, uh, you know, we, we had a COVID house over the, mm-hmm. the holidays. So it was like a recovery period. Um, I think well, just I'm before probably... the holidays, I'd like to expose yeah. the fact that how hard you worked to be here just before Christmas you yeah. know you were like dying when we went to commercial break just so you could be here with us. Yeah, I was I was full on fever mode for the Stebbies, uh which is a weird way to celebrate the first annual Stebbies, but uh yeah, no, right. I, I made it yeah, made it through. It, made it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. We'll we'll do it again by the way. It was the Stebby Awards. Um Steve's picks for the best movies and all that stuff through the course of the year is pretty awesome stuff, but here we are, brand new year. Kind of dry, typically, at this time of year. Through Christmas, though, we did see a couple of highlights. We had Spirited, seemed to be widely accepted as a pretty wicked Christmas movie, leading into a January. Well, then there was, you know, the the Christmas blockbusters. We didn't seem very blockbustery, And then there's, we're leading into January. So what are your thoughts on all that? Um, I mean, there's there's uh, some solid ones. I mean, if you haven't checked out uh, Glass Onion yet on Netflix, it I I think it's a must. I love Benoit Blanc, and I just hope mm. that they make a whole expanded universe with this Daniel Craig character now that he's not Bond anymore. Um, and uh, I mean, there's new like for our, our more arty uh, viewers, there's uh, Noah Baumbach's new movie, White Noise, which I quite enjoyed. It's uh, mm-hmm. an adaptation of a totally gonzo mid-80s book by Don DeSillo. Um, and uh, I mean, now leading into the first week of the year, and yeah, January is usually a dead patch, but I think this month and this year is actually starting out kind of strong. Good stuff. Let's get started with it. What the hell should we watch this weekend? SteveStebbing.ca is his website. In the new release category, we start with A Man Called Otto. Hey, Otto! No. Don't you dare let that little rat dog piss on my walkway again. Ignore him, Prince. He has no idea who's doing that. Well, it was one of you. Well, he's been busy of late, hasn't he, Mr. Tom Hanks? Yeah, absolutely. And playing, I mean, against type, I, we saw him play against type in 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 some some heavy makeup, uh, doing uh, the Colonel Tom Parker for Elvis, and now he plays Otto, the titular character of this film, uh, who's very much a curmudgeon, uh, who a widower that just really doesn't have any interest in carrying on and carrying on the niceties of interacting with people until uh, a woman named Marisol moves in next door and kind of gives him that adversary energy that is needed to kind of bring him back to the living and bring him back to having an investment in the world. Um, And it's a remake of a Swedish film from 2015 called a man called Ove, which I really loved. It was one of my favorite movies of 2015. So to see 
Um, the quintessential American remake kind of irked me, but the fact that Tom Hanks is the guy that's spearheading this one um, makes me more interested in it. I won't get a chance to see this one until uh, next week here in, in Penticton. I'll actually be watching it before my next week's spot, but uh, it, it will be playing in, uh, in, in major markets now, and uh, it honestly doesn't have that bad of reviews right now. Isn't that the um isn't that the case though? It's really it seems to be widely accepted that Tom Hanks just has the key to everyone's heart in some fashion. Like he's just yeah. it now. He's just got it all good characters, bad characters, mean ones, sneaky ones. Yeah, he's got he, them all. He has he has that quality that is kind of his own. Uh, not to say that he hasn't had some duds uh in in, you know, the last handful of years, but uh yeah, there, there's just still a, a, an A-list movie star drive to Tom Hanks for sure. Very cool. Um, yeah, the guy's a champ. I mean, so good. Okay, next on the list, Steve Stebbing dossier. Ugh, scary movies. I'm assuming it's Magnum. Did you make him do something bad? What's going on? What are you? I'm Megan. <laughs> Baby, don't provoke us or we will. <laughs> it's always the happy, scary, happy, cute little ones that are the scariest of all. Um, tell us about Megan. Yeah, this is a movie that comes from Blumhouse and uh, Conjuring director uh, James Wan, uh, who wrote the story for this one. And... Uh, this movie owes so much to Child's Play and the Chucky movies because without those movies, I don't think a movie like Megan could really exist. But basically, it follows a robotics engineer who um, takes custody of uh, her niece after uh, the death of her sister and her husband. And to help her niece try to uh, cope with the trauma of losing her parents, she introduces her to the, her project which is uh, a lifelike android doll named megan who is quite a prototype just kind of figuring out the ai thing and as soon as they imprint uh megan starts to kind of pick up and uh and make her own kind of identity and connection and hold on this child and it gets murderous and this movie has such a cool like sly sense of humor to it it's also um a kind of biting satire on um the dependency of kids on technology and everything there's mm. there's some like deeper cores to this that i thought were really quite funny but at the end of the day it's really entertaining i think it just kind of pushes like a pg-13 14a as far as violence and the the horror scariness goes um because it does feel limited um compared to other films um and yeah i had a lot of fun with this one it's it's just a cool ride it sounds a little bit like Chucky meets Pet Cemetery meets everybody's worst nightmare about their little niece and AI. Yeah, I would say it's it, it's definitely playing on the toys are so advanced now that they could possibly kill you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not good. All right, next <laughs> on the list here, <laughs> Steve Stabbing, what else should we watch this weekend? Star Trek Prodigy Season 1. There's no purpose here. How did a 
ship get inside here? The more important question, how do we get it out? Join us. You always wanted to see the stars. Hmm. Tell us about it. Sounds yeah, the ever the ever expanding arc of the Paramount Plus Star Trek uh, franchise, which just keeps going. I mean, we started with Discovery. We have uh, Brave New Worlds now. Uh, we have Lower Decks, an animated show, and now another animated show. But Prodigy is aimed at the kids, so this is kind of your your uh, your um, you know ten year old and, and, and tween type of series, sci fi series that you can watch with them. And for the older Trekkie, it's it's really cool because this actually is the return of Kate Mulgrew's Ka- Captain Janeway, and as well Robert oh, really? uh, Robert Beltran is in this one, reprising his role as Captain Chakotay. So it's like a full-on Voyager reunion. I'm kind of hoping that uh, with season two and stuff that they'll bring like Tim Russ and some of the other um, supporting cast, like even Seven of Nine or something like that, who is already kind of a prominent character on Star Trek Picard right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's just it's so funny um, that Paramount Plus is either your Yellowstone stuff or or Taylor Sheridan produced movies and, and, and television and stuff like that. And then Star Trek and all of those pantheon of the shows. That's kind of what I believe is still keeping uh, Paramount Plus afloat. And then they can do other cool stuff around it. But these these are your tent poles right here. And and Prodigy is just kind of tapping into a different age group for that. Well, since we are in um, we are in the world of the space things, why don't we jump ahead, Steve, to the TV shows and Disney Plus's Star Wars: The Bad Batch season two. This is the top team. The rogue clones on the run from the Empire, huh? Hello. How juicy. The Empire's growing stronger. We should be doing more. Tell us about it. Yeah, this is a really cool show uh, from Dave Filioni, the guy that did the Clone Wars, Rebels, all those great shows, as well as you know a guy, a main guy behind the Man of Delorean, Boba Fett, everything like that. Um, but basically, it follows kind of like a ragtag group of clones who break off uh, after the kill, the executive kill order that kills all the Jedi's, and uh, basically in a world that's being slowly taken over by the Empire uh, as the Reach grows. Uh, these guys try to um, stay on the outskirts, but bring the fight as they do have the last clone in their uh, in their possession, uh, Omega, and uh, the implications of that. Uh, this show is unbelievably well written, which struck me right away with the first season. And season two picks up beautifully. The first two episodes are now available on Disney Plus, and I, I highly recommend it, especially if you're a Star Wars person. Um, disregard the fact that it's a cartoon because it just is really 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 well written story and i mean uh, episode three which will debut uh, i believe next week um is just it's such an interesting character story that i never expected in a show like this uh, such quickly here we got to be quick on it but i want to squeeze it in because it's part of steve's criterion collection of geek outs and one of the best movies of all of the times is fear and loathing in las vegas panic here i was alone in las vegas completely twisted on drugs no cash no story for the magazine and on top of everything else 
I had a gigantic goddamn hotel bill to deal with. <laughs> well, it's amazing. It's awesome. It's schizophrenic at times. What are your thoughts and why is it a criterion geek out? Well, because it's easily, I mean, for me, it's easily one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, it is Hunter S. Thompson's mind exactly put on the screen by another brilliant madman, Terry Gilliam. Um, and I mean, this book, I've I've read this book multiple times and it, 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 how do you make this into a movie? Like, it's such a hard thing to do, but Gilliam did it with such finesse that is infinitely rewatchable and uh i mean so deserving of the criterion uh mantle there it is steve if you want to go to the website 